0: It's Wednesday, and it's time for Pop and Politics. We are talking about the latest in hot topics, news, and entertainment. I'm KJ, and let me introduce you to my co-host. We have Shelly E., Yana, T., and Colleen. So the old crew's back tonight, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. Uh, join the conversation by leaving a comment on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We will check the comments periodically throughout the show. And don't just comment, subscribe. Subscribe to our social media so you always know when we post new content. Also, if you like independent media and you want to support what we do, donate. Any amount is appreciated. Uh, Check us out on our website at www.MetroConservativeMedia.com for up-to-date information We are a necessary voice in news and entertainment. All right, ladies, it's good to be back. Good to see everyone back. How's everyone doing tonight? Great. Good, good. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, well, we'll get right into it. Uh, Let's set it off. So we are starting off tonight with uh, Wes Moore. So talking about Wes Moore, um, again, you guys know he is running... Uh, on the Democrat t- Democratic ticket for governor of Maryland. And so tonight, we are going to dive into his platform and talk about his stance on issues, what he's saying and what he's not saying. Uh, and ultimately, I want you guys, not just the host, but uh, the viewers to answer, is Westmore good for Maryland? All right. So I want to get right into it. Uh, and I'll start with you, Shelly. I want to ask what is, uh, after you've viewed his website, you've seen the news stories, what is something that's kind of stuck out to, to you uh, as far as his stance on the issues?
1: Okay. Well, you asked the question, is he good for Baltimore? So let me say this first. He, looked, he looks good for Baltimore, but looks are can be very deceiving. When I went through his site, are you able to hear me? I'm sorry. Yes, I can hear you. When I went through his site, um, I came away with some, I wrote down some themes that I saw in the various platforms. Now, I will give him credit. His site is very easy to maneuver. Um, His platforms are pretty clear there. But these are the themes, or these are some of the concepts that came out. Increase, implement, raise, uh, leverage, support, expand, and restart. There was basically our pockets are going to be empty, that's number one. In his crime pl- platform, I read through his, pl- his crime oh, platform, there was no mention of accountability for criminals. Everything was sounded like uh, Brandon Scott's violence prevention plan wh- where there was accountability for police and the community, but nothing holding the criminal responsible. So Marylanders, guess what? We better strap up really legally strap up and get ready to defend ourselves because these criminals are going to be on the loose even more than they are in baltimore city so for me those are just some of the things that glared out to me as i was reading through his platform westmore is not good for maryland
0: all right all right well i want to move on to you yana um you've had a chance he's been in some news stories here in maryland uh, he also has his website up where he uh, posted his stance on the issues, again, talking about Wes Moore running for the Democratic uh, uh, candidacy for governor. Is Wes Moore good for Maryland? Well, when I
2: saw his site, it, it looks very socialist. I mean, everything looks really flowery, like we, we're going to achieve a utopia, really. When you go through it, it just he doesn't really talk about what the problems are. He just keeps uh, saying what he promises. So some of the things that um, uh, that I noticed that was uh, interesting uh, was that he it seems like he wants Maryland to be a sanctuary state for far left because he says that he will uh, recruit people from or he'll promote recruitment from other state other states for people such as um, Uh, pro-abortion people, then uh, LGBT, and all all these far-left ideas that he says there are, uh, he calls them the far-right states. He wants to recruit people to come to Maryland and to work here, to settle here. So it seems like he wants to change uh, the demographic, really, of Maryland so it would be more uh, aligned with with, uh, his ideals. So that re- that's one of the things that um, uh, that I noticed. So I mean, obviously, I don't think that's good for uh, Maryland. He says he calls Maryland to be America in miniature. Well, uh, what is he trying to create? That's not, if he wants to make Maryland completely far left. That's not America in miniature. Okay.
0: All right. I want to get your uh, response, T. Wes Moore again, running for uh, governor on the Democratic ticket. Uh, nice looking guy, uh, we'll say that. Um, he kind of gives you that Obama-esque uh, uh, vibe um, here in Maryland. Uh, so I want to get your thoughts, T. What, is, is Westmore good for Maryland? I mean, well, you kind
3: of took my points away from me. Oh, oh. That's kind of what I say. I mean, yeah, on, on surface, yeah, he's good looking. He's married to a black woman, which is always great. Um, and he, you know, he has all of the things on the list, which you know would sound great on the surface. But yeah, when you dig a little deeper, he, you know, his his website, gender equality, um, LGBTQ, pr- protective reproduct- protect reproductive rights. As Yana um, said, he's trying to become a safe haven for the far left. And what I didn't see on there is pro family. What I didn't see is pro-fathers or um, pro-helping the families. I mean, to me, that's the core. That's what we need to be getting to in order to make a productive um, state. We should be trying to get these families together. And that's these core problems and core issues. I don't see them trying to remedy that. I just see them spitting talking points. And that's not good for anyone. So, no, he's not good for anyone nor Baltimore City. Even though he is fine,
0: oh, Okay, all right. And and I want to get your thoughts, Colleen. I mean, you are the recent Democrat. You know, from you're the most recent person to change parties out of our whole crew. Uh, again, you were Democrat for many years, uh, and right before up to the pandemic, and uh, and you changed parties. Uh, so now we here have you know, have uh, Westmore running for governor of Maryland. I know you know are no longer here in Maryland, but what are your thoughts? Do you believe Westmore is good for Maryland?
4: No, I don't. And I really worry that he's going to win, which is a reason why I left. Unfortunately, I'm scared for Maryland. I really do fear Maryland, the future of Maryland, because our two candidates are far right and far left. So we don't have a moderate. And that that is really um, a little disappointing. I mean, I really, of course, I support Dan Cox, but um, it's going to be hard with some of the endorsements that he's received, especially the Trump endorsement. But I will say that Wes Moore will absolutely destroy Maryland. I mean, if you have Biden show up to your events, that's all I need to see. That's all I need to see. If that is what you're putting up as like a standard, as what we've become in only two years under Biden. Well, I mean, look at California. Doesn't Newsom love Biden? And look how they fared. Mm-hmm. Same thing will happen to
3: Maryland.
0: Yeah, um,
3: I think so. Of... It's all a show. His, his, um, you know, if you go to his website and you know some of the things, he, it's celebrity crazed. Like he's had, um, you know, people don't celebrities donating to his campaign. He's taking pictures with celebrities. Like, I mean, what are they going to do? They're
0: they not going to. I was just about to say, you and you brought up a good point because we want to talk about what are is on the front of mind to most Marylanders. And all the polling shows that Marylanders are very anxious and care about crime, education, and the economy. Um, So those are the three things that kind of on the forefront of Marylanders. And I didn't see much of that on his website. I wanted to talk more about, um, he did have a lot about building a more restorative and rehabilitative criminal justice system. So um, that's what I saw a lot about social justice, restorative justice, gender equality things like that on the website um but nothing talking about our crime problem now you look at a city um like florida of a state like florida and you look at miami so miami uh sit was one of the only cities in the country that lowered crime lowered home the crime rates in the city so right now we have cities including baltimore with rising crime rates You know, we have babies, elderly, women, kids being killed on the streets of Baltimore uh, and across the country, New York, Philadelphia, Chicago. But we have Miami, which used to be murder capital of the country, has been able to lower its crime rates. And how did they do that? They did it by increasing the police force. They did it by increasing funding for police, increasing police presence. And that, in turn, helped with the crime. But I didn't see any of that in Westmore's platform. Um, I didn't see anything about lowering taxes. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see anything about that. And so I
4: said, like, it's scary. The main thing yeah. that made me switch parties was my fear for public safety. If I am so scared to just leave my house because I don't feel like, I, I was really feeling like back home that if if something were to happen to me if i were to become a victim of a violent crime that they don't care they don't care they're not going to seek out my justice for me they're not going to make sure that whoever were to co- commit any crime against me and it's not just me it's just about anybody so if i was really worried about personal safety watching the riots and the, the media gaslighting us so if people like westmore literally will not even touch public safety don't vote for them oh my gosh we have a real problem with public safety like don't let these politicians gaslight us.
0: Yeah, you right. see, buddy uh, buddy with Brandon Scott, you see him yep. buddy buddy with these people. Uh, his, and- his his crime
1: reform plan sounds like like uh Marilyn Mosby you know on paper. That's what say. I was going to say. It yeah. kind
2: of mimics exactly what it really does. In so so we'll we already we already, we already
1: know the effects. We already know the effects at least in part of her her uh, policies in Baltimore City, not just here in Baltimore City, but across the country, particularly for the last 2 years where they are these uh progressive prosecutors and now we're talking about adding Westmore to Marilyn's slate. Marilyn will be up the yin yang with crime in his plan he talks about um these decertification standards for police as if police are the problem right as if the police are the ones out here committing the crimes where people cannot go to work or can't go to work safely can't play on the playground children can't even go in and out of school without being shot and he's talking about having the pro, uh, the police more accountable, but nothing nothing mentioning criminal accountability and more police to lock up these bad guys. No, I think
2: this that awesome. what I saw is less police and less accountability for crime. exactly. Uh, so it's easier for uh, criminals to uh, get out of jail. It's easier for them to then uh, rehabilitate, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But it seems like there's nothing that really, it's all, all the positive things. They're trying to fix the crime by making it easier for the criminals to commit crimes and then just move on. Yeah,
5: um, education. Well, for,
2: for education, the only right. thing I saw uh, on education uh, was, uh, first of all, he's talking about getting more STEM, like uh, STEM subjects and STEM, like uh, science, technology, engineering, and math uh graduates uh created he's not talking about the kids literally cannot read right. so they it's like he's not talking about the issues he's is talking about oh we're gonna have all these engineers coming out of Maryland well how are you gonna do
1: that if they right. can't read,
3: read. so <laughs> and most, and most of his education
1: most of his education platform was really focused on HBCUs so again there's this very narrow focus to to funnel the money from Kerwin for the public schools and then this i think it was 570 something million dollars for hbcus didn't they just get some money from hogan and
2: and to add to that another thing on education is that he wants to uh diversify uh the, the the teachers so he's saying that we need to hire more, uh, black and, and Latin, uh, teachers. I mean, what's the difference? We need good teachers right. and we, yeah, we need to yeah. hire good educators. People, kids cannot read. And he's talking about that. We don't have enough, uh, you know, people of color as
3: teachers. And these are all promises. Anyways, I, yeah. it, it doesn't sound like anything. That's really, uh, first of all, going to fix the issues and secondly, that it's it, that he can
0: do. <laughs> when well, we talk about, he's talking about, you know, getting these different, you know, diverse teachers and, and ethnicity and things like that. But the issue here are teachers don't want to come in some of these high crime uh, uh, areas uh, because there's no discipline in, in the schools. Another thing he has on there is talking about his jobs now he had on there about increasing the minimum wage to $15 an hour by 2023. And we've seen the studies that have come out about this. The Congressional Budget Office analyzed this on numerous fronts, and it's just not a good idea. You know, reports uh, that it affects uh, uh, employment, Um, raising the minimum wage would increase the cost of employing low-wage workers. As a result, some employers would employ fewer workers than they would have under a lower minimum wage. So we've seen the results of this um, by the numbers, and it's just not a good thing. Um, if it and, also increase the jobless rate, and um,
2: what it shows uh, so, mm-hmm. and what what it shows is discrimination. So basically, when, when he's saying we're going to recruit people who are far left, we're going to recruit people that look the way we want them to look, uh, or think how you know. So it's discriminating. So he wants to. He literally says on his platform that he. Well, why why to would you it.
3: say that? Why would you say it's discriminating? Can you like? How well, I
2: mean, we saw w- recent. Uh, Uh, investigation of Project Veritas into schools and how schools specifically are are not hiring people who have, even when they say, when somebody says, oh, I'm colorblind, I don't see race, they don't hire them because you have to be, you have to see race. You have to be, you know, you have to be pro equity. Um, If he says that he needs to hire more uh, people of color, so that means he's going to, they want to discriminate against someone who is not a person of color or someone who is uh, right wing, because he specifically says on his platform that he wants to recruit people from other state who are left, you know, who are far left.
1: Right. Yeah. To KJ, I wanted to respond to your comments about the uh, the minimum the, the minimum wage. Another point is that when businesses are forced again, we talked about fascism a little bit a couple of weeks ago. Businesses are forced to pay what the government says. Then that is not giving them a true value of their business. Number one. Number two. Most people who are earning minimum wage are either very low skilled or unskilled, and so and they typically don't stay in those jobs as their skills in the education improved so this this idea of everybody can make a, a minimum wage or whatever they call a living wage is very much a, it's very deceptive it sounds good but it doesn't do good in the long run Jason Riley in his book that I'm finishing it's called the black boom and he's talking analyzing these um, particular policy economic policies particularly under Trump and how they were much more they were better for the people all people particularly people of color who were able to increase their wages under trump men, most of these leftists if not all of these leftist policies and leftist people in general they don't care about the facts and what the data outcomes are all they care about is implementing their agenda
0: yeah i mean in that same along, along those same lines you we wonder how does this affect family income if we increase the minimum wage And so basically by boosting the income of low wage workers who have jobs, a higher minimum wage would raise their families real income, lifting some out of poverty. But the income would fall for some families because other workers would not be employed and because business owners would have to absorb at least some of the higher costs. So basically, a minimum wage increase would cause a net reduction in average family income. So it's not a good idea on several fronts, but they keep pushing it because just like you said, it sounds good, but when you look at the actual data and the numbers regarding this, it is detrimental to people, especially people of color. And it, it, this is how a lot of these policies, specifically on Westmore's website, on paper, you, when you talk about him, they sound really good, just like him. He's a good looking guy. But uh, when it comes down, when you put the, the rubber to the road, his policies are That's actually true. detrimental. Have to you guys play. looked at the,
2: the LGBTQ uh, section of his website? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Did, I mean, It's scary. Podcast, no, honestly, like it's, it's what we've been talking about. He wants to turn Maryland into California. Mm-hmm. When you... Sorry, yeah, he, I think, oh. he has the
0: inclusive schools act he talks about on there he's also talking about uh, providing uh, medical uh, uh, government assistance to people who want to uh, change their gender so uh, transgender uh, surgery good. he wants to do that and I'm talking about from so schools school. are
2: going to have LGBTQ affirming policies yeah, uh, yeah. then uh, there's going to be uh, people can get you know gender surgeries uh with the health care uh, so we're going to be paying for people's surgeries for kids maybe uh doing uh sur- you know gender surgeries exactly and also so he has,
1: because he wants to make health care available again another obama type i thought we had the affordable care act right everybody was supposed to have health insurance by now and now we're talking about again making sure everyone has health insurance well what happened in all these interim years
2: now I wonder what he means by abolish Maryland's outdated laws that that criminalize HIV. Does, is that going to be the same thing as in uh, California, where you know if you knowingly have sex with somebody, if you if you have HIV, you're not going to be prosecuted
3: for it. Is that what he wants to do? Pretty much. I wonder. <sighs> Who is he, who are they trying to attract exactly? That's these, what I'm
4: saying. Thank you. With
3: these with these, with these, these keywords and and, and uh, what do they call it, catchphrases, who in the world would want these things in their state? But I mean, I guess I know who, but- I just I mean,
4: don't, I don't even feel like Black Democrats are going to buy the LGBT agenda in school. I feel like they're not reading his online platform. No, I feel yeah. like they're missing this part. They were. You won't. know what I'm saying? So if they actually knew that, if they actually knew that radical part of his agenda, which he I don't think he's talking about it enough in, in, in public. Not a lot of people will go to their website. So I think a lot of people are missing that very radical aspect of Westmore that would actually lead them to vote for Dan Cox over Westmore, even if they are far left.
0: I don't know. So I don't know. Because again, as we've mentioned, these policies, when he talks about them on his platforms when he goes to events, people like this stuff. It sounds good. It sounds comforting. So a lot of people fall for this. They don't do the research behind the effects of these policies. And then they think that it's a good idea. Uh, That's why these platforms, like what we're talking about, really dissecting this information is very important. Mm -hmm. I want to go to some of the comments now, because we have several here. Uh, So let's see here. I have agnes uh she says i am a d i am in dc under bowser Mm -hmm. they are all the same and need to be stopped cox needs to go scorched earth on crime murders uh revolving court doors for violent offenders pictures and numbers tax and spend is their other thing tax everything because they need to fund the free for alls and throw money at folks for things they should do themselves education baltimore being sued by parents he can hammer and name it all yes yeah so uh, yeah
3: um he needs to get away from the trump because this is how he thank going. you this is thank how he's going to be able to uh reach the democrats and the independents as well as the republicans that we've lost support for yep. because it's not all
0: about trump <laughs> this is maryland It's not. It's nothing to do with Trump. It's nothing to do with Trump. Mm -hmm. People need Mm -hmm. to get that out of their minds. Trump is not on the ballot. Uh, You know, whether Dan Cox got endorsed by Trump or not, it does not matter. matter. It's about the issues. Yeah, and it's
2: annoying that Republicans in this state are so anti-cox you know because uh, you know because of trump or whatever because they were they didn't like trump and it's like so you're gonna get this guy westmore elected if you're gonna split the party that is really really frustrating
1: look yana i've said this before i think kjt we've said it before i'm a republican i'm on the republican side but i will be one of the first to admit that my party by and large generally are cowards and they act very dumb childish they do a lot of dumb things Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i wanted to go to this other comment uh ian says i hate this terminology a person of color every person on this earth has a color (laughs) cool yeah i mean yeah what are you guys thoughts on that
6: that's a good well, term. you know, I
2: I don't like that term either. It's like they just injected. It's a new term, and it's really it's just the reverse of colored people.
1: I think that's cute, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it is it's the same thing. Like that's what they they were like let's create this you know, let's switch the words, and it's not going to sound offensive anymore.
3: Who is who are the people of color anyway? Is that like all of the minorities?
0: Yes. Yeah, I think, yeah. I guess yeah, totally. they try to, they even think same thing. bipop this black. Indi- indigenous. Uh, I mean, y- color, now yeah. you know
2: that they call now Slavic people people of color, right? Um, yeah, um, it's and,
0: always terms to kind of divide and characterize.
3: And this is the people who I, I guess I'm answering my own question here. These are the people who they're attracting because they are the ones who feel the feel oppressed. They're they're attracting and and um, marketing to the oppressed people that feel like oh what was me and this oh, is why. Oh, they want to I hold
2: need. on to that to that feeling. They that gives them a sense of identity. Sense of, yeah,
3: sense of being. Because I'm thinking this can't be good. Like reading his his platform, is it, not can't be good to anyone of some sense
0: well I, I do cha- I do encourage uh, all of our viewers and listeners to check out his platform and, and, and really take an honest look and, and also not just take it on face value but actually dig into the uh, the, the comments and the, and the, uh, the things that he says to see if actually this stuff really is something that can make sense. Um, because what we're going to end up with, with a Westmore as governor, there's no accountability in the state any longer. And we're going to end up with a, 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 a big Baltimore. That's what we're going to end up with. Westmore is another Brandon Scott. He's like a Brandon Scott. And um, he uh, praises Maryland him. Open One. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is a message for Republicans uh, specifically.
2: Vote for Dan Cox if you don't want to lose your state. Yeah, we mm-hmm.
0: need Cox. <laughs> all right well we will continue to uh follow this and hopefully they'll have a debate i think the first one isn't until october if i'm right um but looking think, forward to do you that. think westmore will go i think he has con- uh Let's he go has agreed to, to one okay because I know
4: Arizona, they were having the hardest time with Katie Hobbs trying to get her to debate Carrie Lake. Yeah, he's agreed to it. Yeah. And um, I don't know if Fetterman, I mean, this this is this is a pattern. So mm-hmm. I just wanna mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna foreshadow this just in case he decides that he can't debate Dan Cox and somehow he wins at 3 a.m. I just want to foreshadow
0: this, you know, just in case. So. All right. Well, join the conversation by leaving a comment on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We will check the comments periodically throughout the show. Also, subscribe. Subscribe to our social media so you always know when we post new content. Check us out on our website at www.metroconservativemedia.com for up-to-date information. We are a necessary voice in news and entertainment. All right. uh, So we are moving right along to our pop-off round. So, again, this is a time where I uh, ask a, a co-host uh, a random t- uh, question uh, or uh, have them talk about a trending topic and maybe p- provide their reaction in 30 seconds or less. So we're starting off with you tonight, Shelly. Uh, so this is clip two. Can you play this and get your response?
6: OK, I gave my best years to this city. 20 years from 21 to 41 and then they take it away at the peak of my earning career i made it to captain i went through that process you should should be ashamed of yourselves you should be ashamed of yourselves eric adams is going to be on the wrong side of history the people who look by are the same people who thought slavery was okay. Thank the same people much. who thought segregation in Shea Stadium was okay. Thank, thank you very Okay, much, you sir. segregated us. I was allowed to work in okay. this city, but I wasn't allowed to eat in a restaurant thank in this you. city. Thank you very much. I was allowed to work through the pandemic, but I wasn't allowed to eat in a restaurant. Okay. Thank I could wear the uniform, go to a burning building, okay. but not eat here. Thank you What's very wrong much, with sir. you people? Trust the science. You, you, you guys sir. are f***ed up. It
0: was a uh, New York City firefighter talking about the effects of the mandates and the lockdowns in New York City. I want to get your response to his passionate uh, uh, comments. What do you think about that?
1: Well, first, I love it when citizens, everyday people sort of bogart, if you want to call it that. In these city hall city council meetings, first of all, they are the they are the citizens' meetings. They're to be held for the citizens' purposes, not for the own their own acclamades, uh, acclamations, or whatever for the council members. So I applaud that man for that. But he's absolutely right. And over the last two years, we collectively have seen our rights kind of being slowly taken away, or at least you know punched. That we need to fight back. We need to push back. What do we have to lose except All of our damn rights.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we're going to move right along uh, to the uh, next uh, pop off. It's for you, Yana. This is clip three. Uh, Take a look. Would you call the border secure?
7: I think that there is no question that we have to do what the president and I asked Congress to do. Is the first request we made pass bill to create a pathway to citizenship. The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix given the deterioration that happened over the last four years we also have to put in place a a a a law and a plan for a pathway for citizenship for the millions of people who are here and are prepared to do what is legally required to gain citizenship. We don't have that in place because people are playing politics in a state like this and in Congress on, by the way, you want to talk about bipartisanship on an issue that at one time was a bipartisan issue, both in terms of Republican
0: senators and
7: and even president.
0: All right, so Yana, Um, do you agree with uh, Vice President Kamala Harris she sounds and looks like some
2: lady at a, in a bar who's had a few drinks, and she keeps bobbing her head. Like I don't know what is going on with that, and <laughs> she's talking nonsense. So she keeps deflecting. Just as the border, yeah, the border is secure. Okay, the more you bob your head, it's not going to make the border more secure. <laughs> and I know that. The border is not secure because I personally know somebody from Eastern Europe who flew to Mexico and walked across the border. Wow! And is uh, you know ended up well. It was a friend of a friend who said that at one time she just spoke my dog. Just (laughs) just like what's going on here? (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I'm just saying that um, I know. I know exactly how. Sec- ins- not secure that border is, so she's just she's lying. She doesn't want to answer the question, and she she looks and sounds drunk every time she speaks.
0: All right, moving right along uh, to you, T. Uh, this is clip number five. Take a look.
8: Watch whole the thing. Topic. Why don't the women want to cook and clean for the men anymore? Because they're tired, bro. They have to go to work every day. That's not hard.
9: They're tired? Yeah, they got to go to work every day, just like you. What are they they tired of? Of working. It's not hard. I mean, I shouldn't even be like, I don't don't even understand the question. Like, they're tired. Aren't you tired when you get home from work?
8: They're working every day, so they're tired. That's why I don't want to cook or clean.
9: Yeah. You think I want to work eight hours and then come home and 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 then cook and clean. I mean, I do it because I have to. I have five children. But yeah, I mean, do, do you have like, a woman right is, now? Only what's that? Do you have a woman right now? I've been married since uh, I've been married for over twenty years.
8: Okay, what is, what is? Does your wife work? Yeah, absolutely. What are the roles in a marriage? What are you talking about roles? And is, everybody does what they have to do. Well, okay, a what's role. your? What do you do? What does she do? For a living. No, in the house for the marriage. What do you guys do? What are your roles? Role? I I don't I don't understand the question. I she does she
9: does what needs to be done that day if she has time to do it and if she doesn't I do it. I do what needs to be done that day and if I don't have time to do it she does it. But roles? I don't know. What
8: you're how, how do you not? How do you not know what roles are in a marriage? You're married for twenty years. You guys don't because have. Those don't
9: exist. Because those don't exist. Like I'm not white. I'm not a white what, Christian. What? Man, I don't, what, I don't. What are you talking roll. about? I'm not white. What does that have to do with
8: anything? Oh,
9: because you're trying to li- you're trying to live up to like some white supremacist ideal of uh, of. The what are you talking about? I don't,
8: I don't. I don't subscribe. Nobody to said that. nothing about no supremacy.
9: Teamwork makes the dream work, friend. Right? We a team. Ain't no roles. What do you mean there ain't no roles? It's not that hard to understand. You said, why do women not want to cook and clean? They're tired, they have to go to work. Okay. I answered that question. Okay. You said, what are who's your roles? It, who's,
8: it, who's said, we're a team. If, if, it, if, there, if, there, if there's something that needs to be built in the house, who builds it, you or your wife? Depends on what it is. What do you mean depends on what it is? Like if
9: it's a toy for the kids, you know what I'm saying? My wife's better at putting stickers on, so she builds it. But if we're talking about- That's like, not building
8: know, say, like, nothing, man.
9: Well, I mean I, I'm sorry you feel Put that way. Stickers a on something?
8: You've lost it. It's still a task.
9: But my wife's an interior designer, so she can she can build anything.
6: I ain't got time for no foolishness. He gone.
0: All right. So my question to you, T, on that clip is, are gender roles important in a marriage? Why or why not?
3: Of course, they're important. Roles are important because the main reason is because men and women are different innately. They have innate differences that men are stronger than women and women. Well, we used to be more emotional than men. I don't know what's going on now, but there are roles because i mean i i got what the caller was saying but he lost me when he started talking about the white part and and stuff that don't make sense because i didn't have anything to do with it but i understand what he was saying like whatever someone may be stronger at paying bills and someone may be stronger at cleaning or, or something so you find out what works for you in, a, in your relationship in your marriage but then you know you you have to understand that there are roles because men and women are different and that's something that we all have to understand at the root of the issue. Men and women are different. We're not the same. And women can't do everything that a man can do. And I don't understand why they would want to. Because why Why would you want to be a man? Why would you want to carry the burdens that men who are equipped to do this have to carry? If you have to. And then you just choose better. You choose better mates. You choose better um, husbands and wives to communicate and be mature about the decision and whatever y'all do. I'm. Um, <clears throat> unmarried right now, so are there any healthy masculine men that uh, <laughs> understand gender roles? T at ballerina uh, ballerina 80.
0: No longer. Okay. <laughs> All right. And to you, Colleen, uh, take a look at this clip, and then I'll get your response.
5: So, Amy Harris was fresh out of rehab. She moves in, finds this but this diary in a mattress and there's all kinds of stuff in there and we assume that it's ashley biden's diary because the fbi raided project veritas for it and took it after of course they got everything out of it but took it and now there's all this legal action against them totally her diary they said that biden ashley biden wrote that she was quote hypersexualized at a young age it details her chronic drug abuse uh, her affairs outside of her marriage, her finances were down to the wire, and how she was apparently doing drugs on the campaign trail. And there was one part where she had like she said that she was hypersexualized at a young age, and that uh, she said that showering with her dad probably wasn't a good idea uh, you think? What?
0: All right. So, Colleen, what is your response to that clip? That was again about uh, Ashley Biden, who is the daughter of Joe Biden's diary, was found. And those were some really salacious uh, comments in the diary by her. What, what are your your response?
4: I honestly don't know what to make of the diary because I really am 50 50 on whether that thing is real or not. Um, because it could be either have been planted in order to get Project Veritas raided for other purposes, or maybe it really is real and they really did luck out. Um, I mean, I'm really 50-50 on that whole scenario. I don't agree with the way that the FBI uh, reacted to Project Veritas having that material because, um, I mean, they're allowed to have that. There's no laws against it. It wasn't necessarily stolen property. So um, I, I don't, I, don't I, I have very mixed feelings on that s- situation. But with Biden's track record and Hunter's track record, um, I that's why I say I'm 50 50 on it. it. It really could be true or not. So I am so conflicted on the Ashley Biden diary.
0: All right. All right. So uh, that is our pop off round. Join the conversation by leaving a comment on Facebook, YouTube or Twitter. Uh, We will check the comments periodically throughout the show. Do you have a question that you'd like to hear answered by one of the co-hosts? Email me, KJ, at MetroConservativeMedia.com. We will ask the co-host your question during our next pop-off. All right. uh, So we are going to keep it going here to our next topic of the night, which is MAGA Republicans uh so i wanted you guys to take a look at this clip this is clip number six and then we'll get
6: into it we have an expression in brooklyn when someone's trying to pet play a shell game it's you ain't slick what is happening right now is that extreme MAGA republicans as Catherine has so eloquently laid out are trying to play a shell game with the american people our position is very clear we support roe v wade we support The Women's Health Protection Act. Read the bill, Republicans, if you're unclear on our position. We all voted for it. That's our position. But their position is a nationwide ban. Their position is to criminalize abortion care. Their position is government-mandated pregnancies. But they ain't slick. We are going to lay out their position and the contrast, Women's Health Protection Act, for all the reasons that Assistant Speaker Catherine Clark laid out. And they're running scared, running scared because of Kansas, running scared because of New York, running scared because of Alaska, where Sarah Palin went down to bitter defeat. They're running Scared. They're not measuring the drapes anymore because the positions of extreme MAGA Republicans on the economy, on democracy, on reproductive freedom, on Social Security, on Medicare, on a whole host of issues has been exposed and the American people do not like what they see.
0: Wow. So I want to give some background really quickly before we dig into this. As everyone probably knows by now, on the first of this month, Joe Biden stood in front of an Independence Hall, lit up blood red and gave a speech. Prior to this speech, uh, White House Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre said, when you are not with where a majority of Americans are, then you know that is extreme. Uh, So that is an extreme way of thinking, is what she said. The press secretary was also careful to specify that the majority agree with Biden. (laughs) Again, we have now this congressperson from, I believe he was from New York, with, you know, talking about how basically people who just disagree with the Democratic platform with Joe Biden are these, they're calling us extreme, So the inference inference seems to be that anyone who doesn't agree with Biden, who faithfully represents the majority, as he says, must be an extremist dedicated to an extreme way of thinking. Uh, Again, he began his speech by describing a rising danger in our nation. This is what he said. He warned Americans that our country was under assault by a looming threat. That's Me, that's Yana, Colleen. anyone who disagrees, anyone who disagrees with gender ideology, if you disagree with the COVID lockdowns or the COVID policies, if you disagree with restorative criminal justice, if you disagree with being easy on crime, prosecutors, I mean, the list go on. They are saying we are threats. I want to start with you, Shelly, and get your response to this. Who are the MAGA Republicans? your in your uh mind your opinion well i know one maga republican
1: pretty well right here right here i'm a maga republican i'm in a republican proudly i voted for trump twice and i would vote for him again if he were to run um whomever having said that let me tell you what a maga republican is Most American Republicans, if not all of us, we want less government. We want to keep our own damn money in our own pockets, okay? That's what we want. We want our borders secured, okay? We want crime off the street and prosecuted, criminals where they are. We want our children to have the rightful education that our tax dollars have to pay for and not be indoctrinated to go and get an abortion every week. And by the way, what the hell is a government made? Mandated pregnancy. I, I mean, I know they want the government to be your father from cradle to grave, right. but what the hell is a government mandated pregnancy? I,
3: right.
1: Please, I, I want—I I
0: would love to, an answer to that. But I—I yes. am, I am a MAGA Republican, proudly so. I want—I want to go to you, Yana, and get your thoughts on this. They are calling—they're making us enemies of the state. Anyone who disagrees. According to Joe Biden, according to Corinne Jean-Pierre, according to the Democrats, if you disagree, you are an extremist and you are a MAGA Republican and you are a threat to the country. What is, I mean, what are your thoughts on this way, this this, this way of thinking and, and this platform that they're pushing out here over and over again? I mean, first of all, it's
2: scary because they are, um, demonizing uh, you, like half of the country if not more so it is scary because that's what happens in countries where there's going to be war at some point that's just that's how it begins uh, so uh, with, with any conflict when you first start start uh, marginalizing you you create names for for the other you say that those people are basically demonic and uh or you know, a threat to everybody. So, and I mean, that's what's happening in this country. And it's coming from the politicians who are supposed to be uh, serving all of the people. They have to be finding uh, ways to unify uh, people uh, because we do have differences and there's definitely a tension between people, but the politicians should be the ones who are trying to to bridge gaps if they don't want conflict. But it seems like they want conflict. By doing that, you're creating more and more conflict. And how uh, uh, Shelley was saying that about government mandated pregnancies, they just they went crazy over this. Like this is something that uh, once the abortion uh, thing happened where now states can decide for themselves, they completely lost it. Uh, On the Democrat side, they're saying Republicans are running scared. No, the Democrats are scared. That man sounded scared. So any person who is afraid is starting to uh, demonize, is starting to call others names. So he is the one who sounds scared. They're the ones who are afraid because finally the, the conservative people are speaking out and we're actually having results.
0: All right. I want to get your response to this, T. As I mentioned earlier, this, this rhetoric that the Democrats and Biden administration is pushing about MAGA Republicans being a threat uh, to the democracy, to society, practically enemies of the state. Uh, how does that talk make you feel? And should people that are not even registered Republican be worried by this type of, of talk? Absolutely. Um, I
3: think that they really are forgetting what MAGA stands for, it stands for Make America Great Again. And America was great at one point when we didn't have the democracy, when we were under a republic, when it was for the people, by the people. It was really a better a better country then. But now that they're taking over and creating, as Yana's favorite word, Marxism and socialism, it's, it's not great. And this is where me, I've been a Republican for over 15 years. And um, I'm actually excited to see that there is some type of radicalism in the party because, I mean, we, the grand old party, we were grand old. And, you know, we still have some points that I wish we would come back to when it comes to um, LGBTQ, Elemental P um, community. But Otherwise, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see that there's radicalism in the party.
0: Mm. All right. I, I want to get your, your, your thoughts on this, uh, Colleen. You know, and again, I know I've said this a couple of times, but as someone who recently changed parties, uh, now, you know, you hear President Biden uh, spitting out this harsh, divisive language about Republicans, MAGA Republicans, as he says, enemies of the state, threats to democracy, uh, what, how does that make you feel? And should people like you, walk walkaways, be worried by this type of rhetoric that we're hearing? Mm-hmm. I think
4: that they ramp up this rhetoric so that people don't walk away because walk away has grown so much in the last few years, especially with the pandemic. Um, and you could really tell when they shut down the Facebook page because it was really building a lot of momentum and building a lot of stories and testimonies on there. And a lot of them were sounding very similar. Um, So they are really ramping this up because they want to discourage people from coming over to the other side. They really want to say whatever they can to deter you from looking into the Republican platform, considering why why did people vote for trump even just questioning it like they really just want to ramp up the rhetoric so that people just stay away
2: mm-hmm. and these are the same people when he talks about something being mandated they're the ones that mandated masks vaccines mm-hmm. closure of businesses they had travel bans all that we had to abide by these mandates for the greater good yeah. that's they were forcing us to do this for Uh, at least two years. And now they're freaking out because the Republicans are standing for life, that we actually want to protect all life. And we want to protect the Constitution and economic opportunities, that we are for equality and not equity, where people are chosen based on their skin color. That's what they're doing. So who is really progressive?
3: Yeah, and they have to... uh, The thing that they're missing is... People aren't walking away because of MAGA Republicans. They're walking away because they don't like Biden. They don't like the things that he's doing. They don't like his administration. So they're blaming the wrong people, which, I mean, we are always to blame,
1: but they haven't realized that people are walking away because of them. Yeah, I think, they do, I think they do realize it I'm sorry, I think they do realize it and I think this uh, idea of government mandated pregnancy maybe that's the result of us being constantly screwed without the protections of our constitution so we're constantly screwed by the government we're constantly screwed by our legislators who actu- actually go against our constitution so now we have these government mandated pregnancies okay well then guess what that's on you because you don't follow our constitution and again on Republicans if we don't start
0: pushing back, we're going to lose it all. Absolutely. People, not just Republicans, this goes beyond political parties. Everyone needs to be scared. If you are religious, if you are a person of faith, if you, if, if you disagree with anything that the party in power uh, is, 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 is saying is right, is saying is the correct way, They are saying you are a threat to democracy. Do people realize this? They're not talking about the small amount of people that believe the election was stolen. And we can talk, we can say, there are a small amount of people that do believe the election was stolen. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to go into all that. If you believe it, that's fine. But they're not talking about those people. We see this every day as they continue to push this rhetoric. We saw the congressman from New York. He went down a whole list of issues that many people across the country agree with and if you he said if you agree with that you're an extremist if you think that your child if you have a white son the democrat party is pushing if you have a white child they are saying that your child is an oppressor and if you don't agree with this divisive type of education if you don't agree with them telling your kids that they need to be divided by race that Black kids are oppressed. White kids are um, the oppressors. If you uh, don't agree with that, you are a threat to democracy. This is serious. It's not a political, this is not cut down by Democrats or Republicans. This is free thinkers and sheep. This is how we are divided. Are you a sheep or are you a free thinker? And if you are a free thinker, no matter you're Republican or Democrat, you can stand up against this. Because we're headed down a very, very evil road, crazy road. And and we all need to take this seriously, this rhetoric and stand up against it. So again, we will continue to follow this story. We are going to continue to, uh, to, to uh, update you on this because, uh, this is something we all need to take seriously and and push against. I want to go to some of the comments we have here. All right. Let's see here. I have, uh, Marquita, she says, they are the same people who thought it was funny when Trump was kicked off Twitter. They did not consider the fact that they were next to have their rights snatched. Exactly. I mean, we can go on and on about the cancellation and the deplatforming and the censorship on uh, social media. I mean, who are the real fascists here? Right. Right. But they put all of
3: the blame on the Republicans. like, And we're just like, we didn't do that. Y'all did it.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Denise says, exactly, transcends parties. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, she also says here, it just blows me away, the lack of critical thinking. When someone threatens like that, my instinct is to look into it closer to assess myself. Yeah, exactly. We all need to stand on a united front about this. I mean, when you as the leader of what is supposed to be the free world get on a platform and demonize and call people practically enemies of the state just because they disagree with you. And then your party continues down this 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 platform and this type of propaganda. These are very scary times. We all need to unite against this type of talk. We do.
3: We, we Biden need to was the everybody. one that said, if you didn't vote for me, you ain't black. Right. <laughs> so the
0: president. Exactly. So who are the real fascists here? I mean, we talked about this last week, where fascism is really about governmental control. It's about state-minded uh, way of, of of controlling people. This is what this is. I mean, if this isn't it, I don't know what it is. But again, they try to push this type of name calling, and they try to reflect or deflect, I should say, their type of uh, of, of, of procedure, agenda. Protocol. right agenda on on everyone else. All right. So um, again, we asked this in the beginning of the segment, or I think in our our, our social media. Are you actually a MAGA Republican? I mean, it's a good question. <laughs> uh, but I honestly think it transcends that because the way they're using the MAGA Republican and the way they're demonizing that, saying anybody who disagrees with the government, with the party in power, is an extremist, that should scare us all. It should it really should. So again, uh, we will continue to follow this. Uh, continue with the comments, guys. We love that you guys are so uh, engaging tonight. Uh, we will check them throughout the show. Also, subscribe. Subscribe to our social media so you always know when we post new content. Share this. Share this video. Uh, share this to everyone, your, your liberal friends, your Republican friends. Uh, share with everybody. Yeah, we want all the Everybody needs stuff. to hear it. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, check us out on our website at www.metroconservativemedia.com. For up-to-date information, again, we are a necessary voice in news and entertainment. Also, uh, we do have one more topic, but before I get into that, I would like you guys to know we've been pushing this all week. We're now here. We have an event coming up this Saturday. Uh, it is our MCM launch party. Uh, we It is a celebration. It's our official launch for Metro Conservative Media. There will be food, drinks, music, dancing, live performances, and hopefully you. We have a beautiful rooftop space right in downtown Baltimore. The views are spectacular. We have really gone out of our way to set up a a exceptional event for you guys. So please come out. Um, We're actually almost at capacity. Um, You guys have been, I mean, we've got an overwhelming response to this. Uh, so thank you so, so much to everyone who is already rsvp There will be limited, uh, 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 in, limited people allowed at the door. Uh, so certainly you can still come out, but it's best to RSVP. Uh, so you can guarantee your spot. It's free, free to attend. Uh, but we are accepting donations. You can go to www.mcmlaunch.eventbrite.com get to all meet right. us yes we'll be there um there's gonna be all to every a lot of people are, are coming in we have people coming in from new york iowa dc uh <laughs> so definitely it's, it's it's gonna be a fun time it's wait really hawaii fun. we have someone coming from hawaii oh okay i didn't know that so <laughs> yeah so uh definitely come on by, have a drink with us uh break some bread and um is is gonna be like a real party so Definitely going to be a good time. All Um, right. We hope we wish you can make it, Denise, for Trump. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, we certainly um, will. We'll see you next time. Then I didn't. I missed it. Oh, excited for the launch party. Uh, Those able to attend, I'll be with you in spirit. Thank you, Denise. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, what is this? <laughs> KJ will be taking home the leftover food. Well, I mean, there will be no leftover food. But if there is some, there won't be for any of the guests. So um, eat while you're there. I'm I taking the leftover bottles. <laughs> we have, an, oh, we have a, a, a grand spread. We're having fish. Uh, it's, we're having codfish. Uh, we're having meatballs, chicken. It's going to be a soul food, the uh, soul food buffet. Uh, by we're having it catered, so um, corn we'll bread, of, yeah. bread, cornbread, cornbread, uh, cornbread. We have desserts. I mean, it's a full spread. So. A lot of meat. Because yeah, meat, white meat.
3: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be packed with meat.
0: Oh. oh my God. Yeah, so, all right we'll moving right along to topic so you can see this woman she's already said that she's looking for a man and she's just <laughs> now she's really putting herself out there so I'm gonna
3: allow a man to find me right yes
0: yes yes all right so we're moving on to topic three culture <laughs> wars all right so um this is kind of an open uh this is something to end the night with to kind of open this up to discussion to you all, has the idea of live and let live added to the moral degradation of society? Uh, so when I say live and let live, it's fairly a common phrase to he- that we hear tossed around, but it basically translates to live however you want and don't interfere as others live however they want. Uh, so I want to approach this topic actually from the, the idea of governance, uh, of standards of living uh, in society. And how has this concept, whether I should say, whether this concept has led us to where we are today, where we do see a lot of debauchery, we do see a lot of um, just moral degradation as I mentioned earlier. I want to I want to talk about that and see if you do you think this is this idea has led to the moral degradation of society. I want to talk with you Yana, on this.
2: Uh yeah, this is a very interesting topic because I, I disagree with the idea of uh live and let live because we are not separated. The only way that that can be possible is if we live in totally separated communities so for example if we uh talk about like the amish you know they can say that because they have their own community and they generally don't interact with others they're very uh closed and so maybe the outside society doesn't really affect them as much Uh, i don't even know if it's true at this point but uh, the only way it's possible if we don't we don't see each other at all and so now, how is that possible when well, we have government schools that uh, teach uh, things to children that parents don't agree on? So they they teach uh, uh, Marxism, or they teach, uh, uh, they don't let the parents know that the child is having uh, gender questions. They don't even, they they affirm that, and they don't tell the, the parents. Um, how about we have drag story hour at a library? That's supposed to be a public place that we we all pay for. So how is that possible to say l- let live? Like no, that's part of our society. If you if you don't want it in your society, then you need to stop it. If you're okay with that, have it being there and affecting your family and you, you know generations to come, then you know you're gonna there's gonna be a product of that.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Um, I want to get your response to that, uh, Shelly, that idea of of these things that are, uh, Yana mentioned a lot of things there, a lot of different things happening and going on. Do you think that those are the uh, response or the, yeah, the response to live and let live?
1: Right. First of all, I think like a lot of things, um, at least at this point in, in our history or in our lives, a lot of things have been misconstrued and misapplied. So let me start here. Live and let live does not mean or negate no order. It does not mean that there is not a place for civil uh, order, civil, civil, um, whatever, civil thoughts and civil protocols in place to protect and and safeguard the civil systems that allow people to pursue life, liberty, and and the pursuit of happiness. That does not mean just do what you want, carte blanche. I can't come to you or any of you and just, you know, run roughshod over your property, certainly not take your life and without expecting there to be some repercussions. That's not live and let live. What people typically historically have meant particularly in our society by living let live is that there are limits placed around sort of barrier safeguards where we can all move freely within those boundaries and still be treated with dignity and respect like the human beings that we are that is what really live and let live mean it doesn't mean that i come i have to come dictate to you or anyone because i don't like the way you look or dress or maybe even what goes on in your house which i I don't know behind closed doors, number one, but there's a place for everything. That's basically what live and let live means, that you are allowed to to pursue your dreams as long as they are within the legal, civil bounds of society that don't run over and and disregard someone else's rights.
0: All right. I want to get your response to that, Colleen, because when we say live and let live and we talk about uh, we counter that with civil society. Uh, As we can see, the idea or the definition of civil changes. It's changed throughout uh, throughout time. And now we see the idea of moral, the idea of civil has drastically changed from what tradition we have seen in the United States. So when you say live and let live, does that go out beyond? Does does that have a, uh, does that have a, what's the word? um, does that affect, does that have an effect on outside of your home? We know you can do whatever you want to do inside of your home, but live and let live. How does that, uh, translate to people outside of your home, outside of your, your, your space? Do you understand what I'm saying there?
4: Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's really, it's a difficult discussion because I mean, I kind of am a proponent of live and let live in us in to a certain extent. Um, I mean, I know not all of us might agree on this topic, but I do support gay marriage. Um, and I mean, there can be a lot of discussions on where that has led us. Um, but there's also um, something to be said about somebody who wants to, Um, who is on their deathbed and wants to ensure that their, that their loved one is going to inherit all the things that they, you know, got together in that relationship. Um, So, I mean, live and let live is a really hard um, thing to discuss. I mean, especially if you're kind of in between religion and, and still on the right side of the political aisle, Um, like, I mean, because I try, I try to live and let live to a certain extent. Like, I don't want to impose any of my like religious views on others. Like, if it's a political view, I feel like it's it's mainly um, like a political view. Like, for instance, like not transing the kids um, until they're older, or until they're eighteen or something like that. Like, a political view in terms of like I'm looking out for somebody's safety, not because I don't think it's right. It's because I'm looking out for your safety. So. Um, yeah, live and let live is a really difficult discussion for me because I don't really like to impose my views that much on others when it comes to what I think is morally right. I would pr- rather Im- impose my views on something because of trying to keep the happy, like the safety of the majority of society, I, I, I suppose, if that makes sense. It's hard for me to, to discuss live and let live because I don't really like to put my morals on other people.
0: And what are your thoughts on this, T, as far as live and let live and, and, and imposing your morals on, on other people? Uh, do you feel like we live and let live has added to the moral degradation of the society? What are your thoughts there?
3: Oh, yeah, it's definitely added to it. Um, the main thing, the main reason is because it's all one sided. Everyone will say, oh, live and let live, but they don't want to live and let live. Um, for example, I participated in this um, organization that had uh, wife school classes, and there were women who would be like, "What you mean, wife school? You can, you shouldn't be getting money to be a wife." And I'm like, "I mean, taking money to for school to be a wife." And I'm like, "There's medical school, there's law school. Why wouldn't want someone, someone want to go to wife school?" But They were, they were coming for these people and coming for the organization. And I'm like, it's not live and let live because it's only when it fits into that narrative, when, when you're free and liberal, yeah, you should be able to do whatever you want to do, but still understand and respect someone else's decision. And that's where the line is drawn because no one wants to respect other people's decision. And so then it's, it comes to blows and live and let live. I'm sorry, but I'm judgmental. And I'm judgmental not only based on my what I think my opinion is. I'm judgmental based off what nature provides because nature to me is the, or some people would say God or whatever is the ultimate um, guide and teacher. So if it's if it's not natural in nature, this um, could be anything. Then it's yeah. I I feel like I have as a human I have a right to judge.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think we have a right to express our opinions when we do not like something when we don't want something for our society. Uh, so, and the thing is, it's like I feel like we, um, you know, people who we pro uh, freedom here in this country, and we generally were for live and let live, and and now they're calling us the the radical ones, and that we are the ones that somehow imposing on other people's. Uh, beliefs, where we're the ones who are being called radical, that uh, we shouldn't be expressing our views. We're the ones who are being shut down. Our platforms are being shut down. So, uh, you know, we, I don't think They're we're bigots. guilty of, I'm
3: sorry. They're bigots.
2: Right. And uh, and I think, you know, individual freedom, yes, it's very important. But also we we have to think about what's what's best for the country what's best for uh, the future of this country. Uh, So there has to be a a balance. And so
1: if we- did have a balance in our country. It's called the constitution number one. And those are the limits that we have. And even in our declaration of independence and T something you said, you're right. You said you are judgmental, guess what? Every human being is judgmental. We like to pretend that we're not because it makes us sound or look like we're so, I don't know what the word is, so holy. But we all are judgmental and we should judge outcomes. But that doesn't mean that we can go, again, I'm going to use the word, just run over to someone else and dictate what they should or should not
0: do based on my own preferences. That's not going I to happen. I disagree there because- That's not going if, if someone's If someone's uh, 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 actions- or what, what they're doing affects me, my family, then yes, I I believe I Absolutely. do. Live- absolutely right. if it affects
1: you and if something is illegal i'm saying yeah but what i'm saying when people say living let live it just means anarchy and no that's Legal not what is, it really means anybody can do whatever they want to do no society that's not no what right. it really means there are limits again there are limits of protection and on a macro a big scale we have our constitution and we do have civil you know uh reasonable uh-huh. laws that that are in place those are but within that framework within those boundaries just like a fence a fence is up, but you have the whole yard with, with where you can move.
4: I also think that the censorship hasn't allowed us to even like, so if if you're blocking ideas, it doesn't even give people the opportunity to consider something. So if you're blocking the word groomer, if you're blocking libs of TikTok on, on Twitter, then how are people who are on the fence about transitioning ever going to learn maybe I shouldn't consider it. Maybe, maybe, Oh, wow. What's a detransitioner. If you're blocking these things, it's, you can't even like properly live and let live because all the things that are telling people not to make these big mistakes are being censored. So it's such a weird time because it's like, in order to really truly live and let live, you need to be able to have all the resources to be able to make a fully informed decision. So if Twitter is
5: like,
3: makes
0: sense.
5: Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. but
0: let me exactly. ask you this because yeah. I thought you know this was very timely because Candace mm-hmm. Owens she came oh, out with yeah. a show yesterday and uh she went in on the pornography uh culture and the pornography mm-hmm. uh, uh system. Uh and so uh one thing that she said, that we know pornography is not outlawed. Uh anyone can go, you know, online. And look at these things now. She even made a, a, a she even made a, a, a point that a lot of the Instagram, a lot of the stuff that we see is soft porn. Now we've gone way beyond uh, the idea of live and let live. Well, and, and have you seen, seen the porn.
2: teachers? The teachers right. discussing that we should they they want to teach or they're already
0: teaching pornography in high school? Well, right, yeah. right. But my question to you all is the idea, you know, pornography. These are working people. They're working, you know, um, they're getting paid to do this. But then you have a lot of, of of effects of this that then do add to the moral degradation of the society. So, you know, this porn industry, it, it caters to a lot of human trafficking. It caters to you know, violence in uh, intercourse and sex. It promotes this a lot. Uh, in uh, uh, Not only that, but, um, you know, statutory rape. Uh, all kinds of stuff so then you ask but but these people are making a wage they're making a living wage they're doing making a jo- doing a job so this is what I kind of look at as far as live and let live is is there a yeah. Yeah. I understand what you're saying, and look,
1: I struggle with some of these concepts, if you will, as well, because if you if we're going to have a free society, then within that freedom, there's also the the, the things that are risky, if you will, I just use that word broadly. So either we're going to have a free society and acknowledge the risks. Or we're not. And I'm just saying I struggle with the we're not. So either we're going to have a totally closed, if you want to call it totalitarian dictatorship, or we're going to have a free society and acknowledge the risk, because even within that free society where there are risks, there's still the opportunity to counter those risks. So again, these concepts, these ideas, are as old as humankind have been on the earth. Then these issues are never going to go away. There has never been a time where there has been zero moral degradation in any society. So but, I mean, to, Shelley, us- it, it, it's one
2: thing to, to just you know have that available. Okay, you know, people go to can go to a grimy you know website and look at whatever. Uh, but we have uh, pornography promoted in yeah. like teen magazines uh, You're right. we have uh pr- you know pr- pornography is now considered you know educational material because it som- somehow uh helps people uh with their mental issues or whatever and there's teachers discussing how they need to be teaching and discussing you know different types of pornography and how kids you know young underage children should be able to explore that without any shame so that's different that is different than just having that somewhere because really it's true almost in every country in the world even if it's a totalitarian country people are able to access that stuff but it's not being promoted as normal so when people are looking at that they're like oh you know i shouldn't be doing this so uh, you know it's still and understanding in their minds that they're making a decision to do something that is not morally right, that is against, you know, their societal norms. But in America, it's becoming normalized.
0: Exactly. It becomes a societal that's the norm. Difference. That's the difference right now. Yes, we have always had moral de- degradation, mm-hmm. but nothing, This mm-hmm. now we have gotten to a point where we are changing millennial, so uh, millennial of, of, of ideas, know. of concepts. It's Mm -hmm. never been this. This this and and, and I. I
1: hear you. I agree with you. You know. I. You know. I agree with you there. My point is that it has happened, but it also happened because there was a vacuum. There were not enough. I'm saying people pushing back or whatever. Enough. Constantly, there were not the family broke down for whatever reason myriad of reasons, right? Societal norms and some of the civil, uh, civil norms have broken down, so mm-hmm. there was a vacuum that allowed it to grow. When I grew up, the uh, the pornography was I think it was in a, a brown bag in the stores, it was covered in brown bags or whatever things like that. So, to your point, the soft porn I literally just saw, I think three days ago on Facebook, a woman in uh, mm-hmm. uh, dressed in like a um, I don't know, a thong showing a class showing how to to give uh, on top the non-missionary position oh, uh, sex with a man laying there in the class and this was literally i'm like oh my gosh she's telling these women this is what you do you pump writing
0: class yeah. a riding.
1: what was it called a riding class yeah a riding class pump four times and then you put your leg over and do this and i was like oh my gosh you you would never have seen this you know i don't know how long ago Mm-hmm. You know what it is? We, we, we have not, we've
3: taken shame out of the community. Mm-hmm. And because yeah. of that, as, as you, like when children, you give them an inch, they're going to take a, a, a mile. So you give them this one crumb of, 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 okay, freedom, liberation, freedom, then they'll say, oh no, we, we got to keep pushing it. And so at some point we're not going to have rules. At some point we're going to have,
0: like, everybody really is going to be let, doing whatever they want to do. It's Marxism. That's Marxism. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I think Yana shared with us uh, a video uh, yesterday or today uh, talking about how the the sexual, uh, uh, what do you call it, Obligation. sexual molestation and things like that oh. started in Nazi Germany. It started mm-hmm. in Nazi Germany. And then the person who, who kind of uh, started this whole sexual exploitation and, and sexual journey uh, was a... a what was it, Yana? You said no. It wasn't Freud. I think his name was Frainy or
2: something. It uh, was Kenzi. It was a Kenzi. Kenzi, Kenzi. It or Freud? Yeah. yeah yes. no, it wasn't and Freud. It then he he eventually moved to America and began to push this uh, this idea of uh, sexualizing children. Oh, no, uh, Oh, yeah. Kenzi. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. so he, it was. Um, and, and I mean, Freud kind of started that too. It's this whole uh, thing that you know, there shouldn't be any shame whatsoever that, I mean, and in a way, yes, you have to address the issue of maybe someone being overly ashamed of that area of their life. But then at the same time, you can't completely, uh, you know, not have human norms or societal norms when it comes to uh, sexuality. So, you know, oh,
3: again, yeah. people, oh,
0: we have yeah. one here. he said, I dare you to define Marxism without looking it up. Oh, you put the (laughs) wrong. Oh, Okay, well,
2: Marxism is a philosophy that was uh, created by Karl Marx in Germany in the 1800s. Some of the aspects of it is uh, that uh, people should have control of the means of production, so there shouldn't be so-called bourgeoisie or landowners um, that... uh, uh, that everywhere it's uh, co-ops uh, come from that uh, idea that people have to own everything um, technically supposedly they can they can own things which never really worked out uh, another thing when it comes to Marxism is that there shouldn't be any um, hierarchy so uh, for example, uh, monarchy, they're really Uh, anti-monarchy because, you know, monarchy has a hierarchy. There should be no
5: social
1: classes. Yes, so there shouldn't
2: be social classes classes whatsoever. Uh, There shouldn't be a hierarchy in the family. So that's one of the things that uh, the Marxists are against uh, is uh, that the man, you know, should be the head of the family. They're absolutely against that because that creates hierarchy. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, these things, is the idea that there can be uh, equality, uh, between all people, between genders, between there isn't any social classes. Another important uh, aspect of uh, Marxism, Marxism is there shouldn't be religion of any kind. So, because religion also created hierarchies, so there's uh, God and then there's a father and then uh, women and children. It was
1: ultimately against God.
2: Yes. So there shouldn't be a religion. There shouldn't be religious figures that we, you know, listen to. We shouldn't be listening to them. It's all outdated. That was the, the whole idea. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, what else should that be explained? That's
3: fine. You, <laughs> you, did. you did it all right there. Who I mean, lied you because he didn't think that you would be able to answer
0: the question. I mean, really, you just you, you just outlined the Democrat platform. Yeah. I mean, equality of the genders, you know, no religion. Uh, yeah, and I mean, and
2: family. if you if you listen to uh, John, it was a John Lennon song, uh, "Imagine." Imagine. That's Marx. That's it. That's it. And that's listen to that, and that's exactly
3: what Marxism is: reimagining. <laughs> their that's why they movie. use that word. That's why they
0: use that word. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So we are. Yes, yes. We all. That was very good, y'all. <laughs> yes, we all. That was very good. So, um, yeah, yeah. All right, so. We have actually gone over our time. We are at the end of our show, so I uh, wanted to just kind of open it up uh, as far as that topic. I thought that was a great topic to discuss, and it can kind of branch off into other topics. Live and let live. Please continue the conversation in the comments section after the show. We will continue to check the comments uh, and respond. Um, we had, as I mentioned, we had we're having a celebration uh, on Saturday. Here in Baltimore, it's our official Metro Conservative Media launch. So please come out and join us for the celebration uh, starting at 7 p.m. on Saturday right in downtown Baltimore. For more information, you can go to www.mcmlaunch.eventbrite.com. I believe. Let me wait one second. It's www.mcmlaunch.eventbrite.com. All right, you can RSVP there and join us for that. Uh, Right after this show, we have the guys show. Uh, So they, uh, male perspective, uh, talk about some of the issues that we've talked about during this show and more. Uh, So it's very good. Definitely stay and check that out. Again, you can uh, connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. As you watch this, share this on your social media platforms. Uh, send it in a DM uh, to your friends and family. That way, uh, we definitely grow our audience. Uh, also, it helps to if you comment throughout the show. It does help our algorithm on YouTube. Uh, so, as you comment, it does push us up uh, in the YouTube algorithm, and and that's really what we want. Uh, so, again, subscribe. <laughs> So, uh, all right. So again, we appreciate the the support. We are an independent media. And each time you subscribe, it makes our voice that much stronger. Uh, Check us out on our website, www.metroconservativemedia.com. We look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, count your blessings and live a life of purpose. Good night. Peace out.